This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Yes, it is an adventure deep in the bunker this close to Christmas Eve. Eve is when this is being released. So you might actually hear this on Christmas Eve. Pretty exciting. And at this point in time, there will have been a joyride episode. So all kinds of adventure as um, the topic this week. Sam, you you set it up since it was your idea. Okay. A a couple of weeks ago, I started watching some Christmas movies, trying to get in the Christmas spirit and uh, being intentional about watching them this year. And I started with Home Alone. Not Die Hard? Not Die Hard. That's still on my list. It may stay on the list, but it's still on the list. Just for the record, that is a Christmas movie. I mean, it's been noted as a Christmas movie now. No, it it had Christmas in it. And they play it every Christmas all day long. On some channels. Yeah, well, there's a record. And let the record state that Harold and you both think it's a Christmas movie. And Andy. And Andy, There's, do you think that? How many people in the studio currently think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? All right. I think, I think yeah. yeah. I think you got it. Four to four. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you said in, in the main show, I mean, there's a lot of disruption and dismantling going on in that. It sounds like. and everything else. Yeah. But let's get back to an actual, like. Yeah. So, so what the topic is, as we dance around it, or thank you, David, for your disruption and dismantling of our topic. The, uh, <laughs> no, the, what, what, uh, so I'm watching Home Alone, and so I get to the scene where John Candy is in it with uh, the mom, and they're talking, and, and it's a scene about woundedness, on our kids getting wounded. That's what the mom's worried about, is Kevin getting wounded in this whole situation, and how horrible of a parent she is. And, and so as I'm watching it, I'm like, that's really a masculine journey topic in the middle of a Christmas movie. And then realize that almost pretty much every Christmas movie has a masculine journey topic in it, because masculine journey comes from the Bible, and all good stories come from the Bible. So that's really pretty cool. And so that's why we're doing. We're getting uh, messages from Christmas movies. In this case, a tuba player. In yeah, a... but let me set it up a little bit more. Okay. So what you have going on is the mom's trying to get home from Paris. They flew over. If you haven't seen the movie, it's like 30 years old. Come on. I mean, you should have <laughs> seen it by now. It, they've done like um, five or six of them. But anyway, so she's trying to get home, and she can't get home. It's Christmas time, and she ends up at an airport in the States, and she has to ride in the back of a, a rental truck to get home with a bunch of people. It's in a uh, polka band and John Candy's leader of the polka band. And they're talking about, she's talking about how bad of a parent she is. And he starts out by telling her how bad everybody is and then shares a little bit of his story. So let's go ahead and listen to it. I'm a bad parent. You're not. You know, you're, you're beating yourself up there. You know, it's, well, this happens. This thing happens, you know. You, gee, you, 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 you want to talk about bad parents? Look at, look at us. I mean, we're on the road 48, 49 weeks out of the year. We hardly see our families. Uh, you know, Joe over there, gosh, you know, he, he forgets his kids' names half the time. Ziggy over there, he doesn't even, he's never even met his kid. Eddie, 
Let's just hope none of them write a book about him. Yeah, tell me, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child home? No. no. But I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. Yeah, it was, uh, it was terrible, too. You know, I was all distraught and everything, you know, the wife and I. We left the, the little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day. All day. You know, we went back at night when, you know, when we came to our senses. And there he was. Apparently, he was there alone all day with a corpse. Now, he was okay, you know, after six, seven weeks. And I came around, started talking again. Uh, but he's okay. You know, they get over it. Kids are resilient like that. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Yeah, you brought it up. I was just, you know, trying well, to cheer I'm you up. I'm sorry, I did. <laughs> so, when I'm watching that, I just start thinking about... You know, people do not understand our woundedness, and often we don't understand our own woundedness. The good news is we don't have to because we have a Father that does. You know, our Heavenly Father does, and He'll lead us through those things and help us to get healing. You know, because a lot of times we just we diminish woundedness. You know, you have John Candy's character going, well, kids are resilient. Yeah, to <laughs> a point. But six or seven weeks without talking. <laughs> yeah, probably needed some therapy, a couple other things going on there. But yeah, it, it's just the, the woundedness is so much a part of everybody's story, right? And unfortunately, all those wounds happen around Christmas time, you know? And so there, there's a lot of opportunities for it. But the, the cool thing is, is you can always turn to God and say, God, help me deal with this. Help me learn from it. Help me to walk into this and get some healing. And so yeah, that's why I chose that clip. So speaking of woundedness, Harold, um, <laughs> are you talking about all the wounds I've suffered this yes, evening I am. leading up to this? <laughs> so Harold had kind of a unique view of of Christmas movie, no, very unique for, for Jim's sake. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> well, in in thinking about a movie that would demonstrate some of the characteristics of the masculine journey. I picked this one because it's dealing with rescuing the beauty and a battle to fight. And that was why I chose it originally. But another thing has occurred to me that Jesus came into a battle where he was grossly outnumbered outgunned in some respects, but he didn't shy away from the battle. And he fought it through and won. So that's what this movie shows me is determination on the part of someone who's not willing to see his loved one. So just for those of us humorous that have never seen the movie, I've heard this clip to know there's a great deal of shooting, but, but <laughs> what is actually happening Kind of. I, I know this is the trailer, but I didn't get a sense of anything other than a great deal of gunfire. <laughs> when he says it, for those of us that haven't seen it, I think has everybody else seen the movie? So it's just you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, there me. might be a listener out there like okay, me yeah. that's never. You know. A group of terrorists have taken over this big building and taken a lot of hostages that they're threatening to kill, and in fact, do kill some. There's a lot of brutality in this movie. If, if you can't stand gunfire and and people walking on shattered glass barefoot uh and so forth uh you don't want to see it but you know if if you're able to watch some so are you saying that in this movie there are actual people that walk on shattered glass barefoot yeah he does why because he bruce does he had to 
your man. He had to move from where he was to where he needed to be, and in order to get there, he had to walk across where glass had been. Why didn't he have shoes? I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting a little deep here. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to, you know, inquiring minds. You got to watch the movie to find out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got me hooked. So anyway, he... (laughs) He uh, he is a he is a hero in the biggest sense of the word. I mean, he he ranks right there with Stallone and others, uh, okay. and, and to some of the stunts that he pulls off, things that would uh, yeah, amaze you. And he's estranged from his wife. He's in New York from he's a New York cop, and he comes to L.A. She's in L.A., and he comes out there to save her and stuff, which is, makes it very heroic, and it's a good ending from that standpoint. Yeah. Well, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. So are you ready for the clip? Fire it. All right. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. Instead... He's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. They're as brilliant because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. And I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants is to be a hero. Where's Holly? Hey, Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? John. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm born to pieces? He's inside? Who is he? You are most troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee guy, mother. You just destroyed a building. And I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. From up here, that looks like you're in charge of Jack. That was colorful, Harold, when I got to hear. <laughs> so, yeah. So he rescues the beauty, even though he had to go through a battle. It sounds like it. So and, and he was on very much of a masculine journey. So, Danny, you know, really, this clip speaks to something, you know, you really were pointing out at your Bible study the other night. Wait a minute, you lost me. Sunday morning? Oh, Sunday morning, yeah. The uh, We were talking about the pastor's message was on the shepherds and that scene around Bethlehem. And as I was reading it, I thought about all of a sudden uh, there was a host of heavenly angels. And we've talked about it around here, about the host has reference to military and and, you know, battle. And I'm thinking, why did we need a host of angels around couple of shepherds and what i realized was because john eldridge makes the case and i, I read about it and talked about it in a larger story you know revelations 12 is the is an, another view of the the manger scene 
where it talks about the the red dragon ready to devour the child. So what you saw there was the Navy Seals of Heaven protecting the king. And that's kind of what I laid out to my prayer group on Sunday and, you know, the shocked faces of but one man did say he had a red dragon at his manger scene, so I thought he's he my was friend. missionary, yeah. Yeah, that's my friend. And so we had talked about um, a couple of weeks ago, there in Genesis, I think it's chapter two, right? At the beginning, God made all of the host, is what it says, when he made all of the host. And, and when you look at that word in Hebrew, it's quite clearly an army. I mean, it's, it's translated host there, but many, many times in the scripture, it's, it's translated army. And, and so as we talk about in larger story, that, you know, what kind of story is God telling that these major armies are, are on the field? Like, you, you, you know, you go to a, a movie like Die Hard in Herald's Defense, and you begin to see all this weaponry. You know, there's, there's a big thing going on. This is, this is, you know, there's a story to be told. And, and clearly, there was a lot of weaponry there on that night. With in, the my, in my defense... <laughs> they don't have guns in Braveheart, but they kill just as many people. Yeah, yeah. Probably just as gory, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's the whole um, D-Day invasion. Oh, the more I think about it, Harold, the more I like your clip. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you didn't come to that conclusion about an hour ago. <laughs> well, I had to. I, I would have had a lot had less grief. <laughs> well, I mean, when you when you get down to it, we're talking about battle and and the heavenly host and all that stuff. But you know, straight from um, you know, the core desires. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And um, how he comes after his people. Jesus' invasion, there was a heavenly host to protect Jesus, but I believe it was also an invasion of the kingdom coming and the first entrance of, of God in, in human flesh on the earth. And, there, you know, that was an invasion. Satan thought he had the world for himself. Well, right after the, the Revelation 12 mm-hmm. with the birth it says a war broke out in yeah, heaven. Right, right. And you normally you don't think in, in modern American yeah. culture, church, heaven is this place. But all of a sudden, yeah. wait, a war broke out in heaven. What's yeah, happening right. here? So, yeah. Well, again, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but spiritual forces in high places. And if some of those aren't the bad guys, um, yes. you know, there ain't no battle. That's right. And and so where you go. So we got one more clip and one more exciting. Um, Christmas movie that isn't quite as intense as Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Jack, There's a war going on. If you're Jack Lemmon, you know, he's he's got his hands full. Walter Matthau was a force to deal with. Yeah, they're a force to deal with, as you'll find out in the clip a little bit, but I was trying to figure out because there's so many different Christmas movies and there's so many different themes that we talk about. The Masculine Journey, trying to marry those two and you can go to so many different places, but then I kind of thought about my own Christmas heart and where it really came out was back when I was Was it too size too small? No. <laughs> Some would probably say so. But, you know, back when I, w- I would look forward to Christmas so that I could look forward to the day after Christmas when I'd go with my buddy Larry up to Wisconsin to go snowmobiling, and I'm like, this movie – has snowmobiling in it because this is grumpy old men and it's set between, you know, kind of starts a little before Thanksgiving, runs in through Christmas, and you've got 
two men that are fighting with each other that really should be like Harold. They should be a sage because Harold doesn't do his kickboxing anymore. But he's kind of finally settled in to, you know, be with God and let God kind of rule his life a lot more. These two guys are still children. I can't tell you how happy I am that I was not the reason that you chose grumpy old men. <laughs> you know, they they should be like you, but they're not. So they, they're fighting, and they don't know even what they're fighting about. They're just, they just fought all their lives. They have nothing to look for in their lives. And then the beauty comes into their lives, and actually she ends up rescuing Jack Lemmon is what actually happens in the movie. But there's still this whole idea around beauty and rescue that needs to happen. And this is Anne Margaret, right? Anne Margrock. Yeah, yeah, from Flintstones. Yeah, actually, be, before she became Mrs. Claus's mother. Yeah. <laughs> for those of us, who, you know, Christmas movie fanatics. Anyway, mm-hmm. for those of you who had seen Christmas, uh, the the Santa Claus two, you know, Mrs. Claus's mother was the same Anne Margaret that she does a lot of. She movies. migrated, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> south a bit, just to Ohio. Right. So in these guys, their adventure was going out ice fishing and just basically giving giving each other a bunch of shenanigans like what we talk about and we kind of do here like you've been doing with Harold all night. It's, it's like it's the same thing, you know. So I saw so much of the masculine journey and what we do and what we have in our lives in this movie. I just kept finding more and more little things about it. And to me, it's still just it's an adventure that for them, it was trying to find something to really put their arms around and fight for because they just wanted to fight. But, you know, for us, you know, we've got God to wrap everything around and he's the one that's going to do or really do our fighting for us. So let's listen to the clip. You think you can take me? Come on. All right, 1937 and Todd Field oh, and the ball. Like yeah, you kicked my ass. You kicked my ass. You kicked my ass. Believe me, this man is a menace. He's always drinking, starting fights. Isn't that right? They're both grumpy old men. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow? (laughs) Idiot. Eat my shorts. So? So what? But after 50 years... What? ...of fighting over nothing... What? What? So? What? They finally found something. Holy... Holy. Worth fighting for. See, women get obsessed with me. It's like one of them fatal attraction things. Jack Lemon. Your cat crapped on my steps again. Yeah, who says you can't train a cat? Walter Matthau. Why would a woman come over at 1.30 in the morning to see you? Just why do you think, bonehead? Oh, my God. And Margaret. John, when was the last time you made love? October 4th, 1978. Grumpy old men. And a theme that runs throughout most of our clips and what runs through our lives continuously is humor. And that's something we all draws us closer together and closer to God. I mean, we love to point out the humor in the Bible. That oh, is just is? one of our favorite things to do. And if we can't be picking on each other, we're really not that happy right now. You know, 
Oh, and I, you know, was, I was marveling this morning, right? At Isaac's name was he laughs, right? And and I don't think it's any coincidence that most of the great comics happen to be Jewish. I mean, it's no, yeah. you know, that it's telling you that you know. <laughs> <laughs> that there's a lot of laughter involved and there's no doubt that God you know was getting a big kick out of uh, all the shenanigans right and, and, and the story that he tells and and so much of what makes you have fun is is and, and in my opinion Walter Matlow and Jack Lemon truly loved each other on a really cool level and that's their love language yeah um, is that, that and they you know if when one of them I forget which one of the movies gets sick and has heart I mean the other one's freaking out because you know that's his best friend in the world they hate each other mm-hmm. but that's part of the way they love each other right <laughs> you know it's just you know that's how it works and it it's it's like that and I, I love the the whole concept of uh, you know and I never really had thought about it prior to the masculine journey that you know however you want to say it, abusing one another is a love language. <laughs> right, Harold? Absolutely. <laughs> and boy, does Robbie love you. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it. he was going to tell me to pull my lip over my head and swallow. I, I loved him back. I didn't throw anything at him. <laughs> so I, I, you know, as you guys watch the movies, right, that, that you love this Christmas, you know, what an opportunity to hear God speak. Right, and and you hear him speak in the humor, and, and you hear him speak. But you know, if you listened to our show last week, uh, where you know Art waxed eloquent, it was it was it was quite amazing, and it wasn't until I listened to it again two or three times because it was used in the joyride to really push it home. I realized all the humor that Art is quite the comedian, right? Don't you think? <laughs> Well, well, you know, I, I did have a little more to say about uh, Jess there. Uh, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> Jess, uh, uh, aka Andy. I just wanted to uh, Jessica, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to let him know that you know, you know, you can buy squeaky balls online now if you want some, and, and uh, just have them delivered uh, right to your door. You know, and I know you live pretty at a pretty high elevation, but. Y'all do have delivery up there. Up there. <laughs> Not this time of year. No, this time of year. snowmobiles. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I'll I'll, st- I'll stop there on, on Andy. Uh, Andy, uh, but thank you for le- for being such a good fellow and le- and letting me uh, letting me pick on you this way. Yeah, you can't do that to everybody. Yeah. We better be watch out for Art these days. <laughs> when he comes for you, he comes for you. Oh, it was God. really good. I mean, he yeah. he, I he really had it. it was so subtle, and he says it so, with such a smile on his face, you know that yeah. that you you really kind of miss it. But you know, when I went back and listened to it, I said, "Ooh, this stuff's pretty good." You know, I was finding it hard to to talk and laugh at the same time. I mean, Robbie does it all the time, but I I, I was having a little trouble there. Had a little little delays there. I was having to stop and laugh myself. So, uh. yeah. Well, what I learned, you know, because it used to be, you know, when I started doing the Christian Car Guy show, often I was the only person in the studio, and nobody was laughing at my jokes, and I was, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is like. 
Watching need, Lucy without the laugh track, we can't have that. We need the push button to crickets. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, somebody's got to laugh here, and I have no other option but but to tickle myself. <laughs> but I like that art. Very good. Thank Very you. observant Thank of you. you. Thank you. Thank you, and I, I do have uh, an update tonight for my, my followers, both of them. Both of them. Uh, uh, Jan was, was my... I was my follower from the beginning and encourager and uh, I met the young man at uh, at camp that said uh, wherefore art thou so there are two I know about both so, of them yeah, yeah but, but the update is that uh, Max and Bill Claire have decided to uh, start a family they are going to have a little batch of canines who are already spoke for so they have a place to wow. a place to go to work when, after their training I'm sorry. Did Greg speak for him? Greg, yeah. Uh, well, Greg's going to be the trainer, and okay. he's he's got uh, customers on. Oh, the good. Now, so yeah. What about Jessica? Jessica. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, if he takes Sam, home, uh, Max, home with him now, uh, then he can start his own line there. Uh, yeah, Max. Max uh, I tell you that Bella is already she's she's uh, sleeping a lot and eating a lot. It's already taking effect there, and uh, being really loving. And but that little Max, geez, he thinks he's uh, he's he's the canine uh, uh, Don Juan now. So you can you take him and keep him for a little while. Is he there. like That's, underdog now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's basically. But, but I can't get over. I sit here and I see the side of my head, and I didn't realize <laughs> it's on the camera. I didn't realize my my all of my hair had turned such a a, a nice shade of silver the way it has. I, I really didn't know that, but uh, till now. And, and the other and, thing is, the camera adds about twenty pounds. So you look pretty pounds. tight, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> yeah. That's but, part. That's pointing to the fact that again that we are now uh, streaming live on Tuesday nights, both on YouTube and Facebook when I hit the right buttons. And when I hit the right button. Yeah, let's clarify. <laughs> Earlier, we hit the wrong But now I hit the right button. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's, and by all means, please, please subscribe, like, all that, all that good stuff. It really helps out the ministry. And, and give us some feedback, man. Say, you know, I wish you guys would do this or that or whatever it would be. You know, we would love to hear it. And, and again, you know, the, the neat thing uh, for me is that you guys are sharing uh, this time with us, this time of year. It's really amazing. And, and so it is our prayer, certainly at Masculine Journey, that you would have some amazing time with Jesus, that you would actually hear that word of the Lord and have a laugh, right? Because I know he loves it. I mean, you know he does. And, and think about that as you are spending time with your family and, you know, use a little love language with that mother-in-law. It works. <laughs> I used it for years. Well, I, you know, <laughs> remember we got boot camps coming up. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. And once again, we wish you a Merry Christmas. This is the Truth Network.